This is your latest episode of Raven's Nest Vedic Astrology Podcast, hosted by Solar and Lunar Mysticism. Guys, this is a, a great channel used for the elaboration, collaboration, uh, innovation of astrology, uh, where we aren't, aren't too focused on teaching you and sharing with you all the techniques. We're more so uh, simply here to articulate on these things and relate it to the world, relate it to your daily lives and relate it back to ourselves as well. Uh, because let's just be real. If you're an astrologer, you understand there's a complexity to the science, um, but it's not meant to be expressed as that. So I'm here to, you know, shed some light on that and how really the best truths are the simple truths. The best advice is the practical advice and keep moving on forward. Uh, but first, we really would love to hear uh, some some feedback, or even if you're looking to connect with us, we've already had some great uh, feedback from other people, um, whether it was directly or indirectly. It seems like uh, the universe has been like showing things in a, in, a, in the relative manner that happens, like a chain reaction of events where you're like, "Whoa, that person just said something we said. Did he listen to us, or did he come that?" To that conclusion uh, because he tapped into the same insight that we did you know I think it's regardless it's just a sign of being uh, on a similar path which is always a good thing to to feel um, but now we were about two weeks into February and we're here recording an episode and not watching the Super Bowl uh, look at us being rebels at this moment um, but this is a where we come to, to find our solace in. Uh, we look forward to sharing everything we got for you in this episode. Welcome to the Raven's Nest, where we do things a little differently. Yeah, I like how you said that. I mean, um, I can't say I've ever watched one whole Super Bowl. Um, that's probably why I'm into Vedic Astrology, because I would rather look at... Uh, finding solutions to things that um, we're dealing with as a collective and observing um, the movements of the grahas. And, you know, I think um, what we like to do here is just kind of really kind of uh, take it back to the uh, original form of what I understand to be how Vedic astrology was practiced. Um, using your intuition uh, to guide you to share information with others. And, you know, assuming we're all uh, interested in astrology, no matter what level, we can all understand uh, the basics of astrology. Almost everybody knows what the sun is. Everybody knows what the moon is. Everybody knows what Venus and Mars is at this point. So uh, we can all go on this journey together and um, hopefully we're expressing views that um, are going to hope you know uh, give you a little bit of perspective on maybe why things are happening a certain way and guaranteed almost everybody on the planet at this point is doing some form of astrology and how's that well I mean almost everyone has uh, looked at a horoscope or their daily horoscope to see what the stars have 
for would, them, right? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I think now uh, people, they want a little bit more. I know people have been um, reaching out to me and asking me, you know, how can I use Vedic astrology to um, make my life better? How can I see what my purpose is? And I think a lot of people are um, coming to the conclusions that they might have been doing jobs that they weren't that happy with. And it's kind of being initiated, uh, in my perspective, by the knowns changing um, into a different position, which we're about to experience according to our software tomorrow is what what's tomorrow tomorrow is the day that the nodes go into kritika and vishaka and they'll still be in aries or um in the part of kritika and vishaka so it's going to be still in taurus and scorpio so we're finishing out our little um, dance with Taurus and pretty soon um, it'll move into Aries. That's yeah. when I think the real big explosive changes are going to happen because it's going to be with, you know, Uranus. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a, that's a, it's a really hard energy to, to pin down literally. Um, I think Uranus and Rahu, you know, I've seen two charts that had that conjunction and a, a, a word is like zany almost. Um, and, and for me to, to really tell you what it's going to be like, I, I, I can I can speculate on that. But again, I'm not really uh, here to make predictions, um, but that, that is a unique com, uh, astrological signature. Right. So. Um, but. Yeah, that's part of this time frame for the next 18 months is having that uh, position of Rahu Ketu in a new sign. Uh, but that sign change is, according to Parashra's light, the one I have, it's in March, right? So for March, for 18 months, you have that Rahu and Aries. Um, now, again, that's a certain scenario that depends on looking at your chart how that's going to affect you right and it depends perhaps on how how your sun is placed because aries is ruled by sun right um and and then you have the the nakshatras as well you have these positions where uh kritika has its its force of of being the star algol and uh the the fiery energy that comes with that Right, and I have some notes here just to kind of go over a little bit of what those two, uh, in my opinion, what I think they share. So, interestingly enough, Kritika is, you know, a solar energy. I don't want to say ruled by the sun, but it's a solar energy, and Vishaka is a Jupiter energy. They are both Rajasic nakshatras. So, what does that mean? Well, they're still exalted, and being rajasic, they want to do something. And Vishaka is about transformation, and Kritika is about manifestation. I think those are two wonderful energies to work together 
especially with the nodes. It gives them something to do. Especially exalted uh, planets, they can kind of spin out of control if they don't have a purpose, right? And Kritika's manifestation is due to uh, the soul aspiring for radical change. And Vishaka, the transformation is initiated by the dissatisfaction and leads the person to be motivated to change. So when you think about those two things, they're about changes. And it's about transforming and manifesting, which I think most people understand what those things are. And I think that is why so many people are turning to Vedic astrology, alternative healing. Um, they're looking for new things because they are breaking out of these molds and paradigms and um, boxes that they were put into their whole life. And I think uh, we're seeing the Grahas support this. And their two rulers, Sun and Jupiter, are together in Aquarius. So yes, this would be a time of, of change for the collective. Uh, the collective wanting to break out of the spell that has been put on them, hmm. right? People are, are like starting to realize that conspiracy theories aren't, are like before you thought it was just something that we, you know, crazy people talked about, but actually it's not a conspiracy. A lot of things are showing to be true. So we're kind of all learning uh, about this together so we can share a common frustration and we might see the, the peak of this when uh, Rahu goes into Aries. Well, and then Rahu and Aries, according to the Kal Purush, Aries is the first house, right? The mm -hmm. first house being, uh, you know, health, uh, one's appearance. Self, uh, right? Yeah, so a lot of people are going to be, with Rahu being unorthodox energy, doing things outside the ordinary, it's going gonna, it's gonna to invoke that alternative health lifestyle um, I, I think it's it's a logical thing to do in a world right now where uh, there's more problems than actual solutions, you know. And you know the funny thing is is to equate um, to use logic to saying we're going to keep doing this because it's not getting better. That never made sense to anyone's life, you know. To to say well. Things are still getting worse, so we're going to use the same exact formula we've been doing. It's like, no, that's not how it ever worked. It's like when you have bad results from, from something, and this is this is like a scientific approach, you know. If you keep getting the wrong uh, conclusion, uh, it's either you're looking at it and it's not, you're not getting, uh, you're not perceiving it the right way, which is part of it, but then you're also just completely off with your, the entire scientific approach to getting where you're at anyway you know it's like you, you you can't get your hypothesis to be right if the entire entire procedure was just uh messed up from the beginning you know um so in a world where yeah people should change their perspective towards health you know getting outside trying to drink some more water maybe going for a walk two to five miles you know a week these type things are really good for you and maybe that that's 
uh, going to be part of the Rahu transit through Aries. And definitely once Jupiter goes into Pisces in April, that's Kapha. You know, that's and that, you know more about that than me, but I know that with Jupiter expanding things, going into the watery sign, uh, you're going to see people gain weight, right? So it's definitely important. And then you could even say with Jupiter being opposite Virgo, because Virgo's opposite Pisces, duh, you know, of course people want to seek out um, how to fix their, their daily routine or how to better approach uh, discipline and diet. You know, these type of things are the building blocks to a healthy lifestyle. You, you don't just you just you don't just become healthy overnight or because you went and got one product. You know, uh, it's a, a complete holistic idea to to achieve healthiness. Yeah, I think uh, most people forget that America is a business culture. America. It's not a culture of education. Uh, education here is subpar. And most people that end up uh, having success, they have gained that success from their own hard work and own self-education. So there, I think that movement for uh, self-empowerment is going to come through people um, I'd say rejecting the systems of the past, like colleges and universities. Uh, I just had this conversation with a friend today saying people are just getting a, you know, a slip of paper saying that they're a shaman. That does not make you a shaman. You got to put in the work, even if you get a slip of paper or not. That's what's important is do you have the desire and will to help others? Is this what you're real intention is to help others and i think we're going to see that veil being lifted uh you know with mars going into i mean um with uh rahu going into aries because it's coming full circle right since the nodes move backwards they're coming right back to the one seven axis the axis of self and your relationship to yourself and your relationship to other people mm -hmm. right and that's what we're kind of working up to right now with this uh you know kind of uh, the way we're talking about it we're talking about it as it's a slow progress uh in 18 month cycles you're seeing the nodes move and and they're going to go right back to the most important things i think for humans what is your identity and what is important to you what do you value in relationships relationships with yourself other people with your uh, business partners uh, with your life partner, with your family, with your siblings. These are all things that are completely being redefined. And guess what? It's okay to not have the answers and say, you know what? I'm figuring that out right now. It doesn't mean that you have to say like, I only listen to rap music. No, it means that you can be whoever you want. Just be confident in yourself know what your values are and know what's important to you and i think the nodes when you really think about what they are you know repulsion and attraction what repulses you what attracts you what brings you money and what doesn't what is spiritual and non-spiritual and sometimes you have to get to the place of rejecting everything and starting all over again 
to realize what's important to you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it really looks a lot different for each and every person, right? Um, that's part of uh, this as an astrologer is, is being able to see a person for where they're at. You know, they're not just you're not just looking at a birth chart. You know, you are looking at the depths of someone's life. Um, and to be honest, I, I don't know many astrologers who, who know how to just know every single thing about a person just by looking at a chart. Because um, you, you do need to to have that relationship, that one-on-one -on -one engagement, which is part of what we do. We're consulting people, so we need we need background. You know, we need to to know what you value in life. Because uh, let's be real, a lot of these astrologers out here are are way too um, they're they're out of touch with how to to really approach this stuff to do what is w the most important thing with it just improve someone's life to make someone get better in some way you know um but that's part of the the mission with with this work you know and the the research the case studies the references it's endless right um and i certainly don't claim to be a teacher you know but i, I know how to use a tool to make someone's life better um, if someone allows that, right? Uh, but yeah, the one thing for me too is I love to, to read these slower moving planets too. Uh, um, I don't mean to, to call out other astrologers or any other teachers, but it gets way too loony when we're like talking about the, the fast transits of every single planet. Um, I think you can actually make people feel overwhelmed by doing that, you know, being like, yeah, uh, sun just moved two degrees, moon's going through this from for the next four days. It's like, really? It's like, that, it's such a, um, it's overanalyzing something that isn't necessarily happening in each and every individual's life, you know? Um, sure, you can argue that like, by each energetic shift no matter how subtle it is in the transits of these planets that you know people are experiencing things but uh we're much more you know grounded as humans right like we a lot of people still have to do the dishes and let the dogs out and uh you know cook dinner and these are the the ways which we we can only look to to connect to clients rather than like explain everything that they're not able to see to them you know what i'm saying but yeah i uh that's very shravana inspired uh i think you know when i uh want to work with somebody and the thing is we all have the choice of who we're going to work with if like let's say you're somebody that's looking for an astrologer there's so many astrologers and that's why it's I think that there's a value in what each person is offering and um, your your uh, clients can find you uh, based on your specialty right so if your specialty is uh, giving remedies or pujas and that's what you're looking for then you can connect with that person personally I like to hear what people are doing in their life and I want to know that what I'm going to give them 
uh, let's say as a quote unquote remedy is going to be feasible for them and it's something that they want to do i'm not going to tell people to like do something that is totally they can't understand like if you're dealing with americans and they don't really have a relationship to any of the vedic deities or anything like right how are they going to be able to feel connected to vedic astrology right exactly so you know you use real i i I would say it's a real solution for real people like i like to give people the solutions for them that work with their world if you are a uh let's say um you know 30 year old woman and you want a remedy or you want to have your chart looked at because you want to make your career change and you've been doing the same career for like 10 years and you just all of a sudden are feeling like i'm over it um and you really love uh cooking well then maybe your remedy is going to be involving cooking right you want to give people more of what they like you want to give them something that they can do to um increase their uh, i would say increase their um their own feelings about themselves right um build their ego in healthy and positive ways right so when you look at uh the planets right now you see mars and venus are together right um and that might bring lots of uh wonderful energy when it comes to like love and relationships and it could also bring the opposite you know clashes right especially in the sign of uh sagittarius Sagittarius and porva shada like um i think porva shada is what somebody said was the nakshatra of the priestess right and uh i don't know if mars really likes that you know mars being the warrior and all but i think uh there is something happening where there is possibly going to be a lot more people that are going to um, pursue uh, I'd say shamanic healing um, and kind of um, uh, a more spiritual centered type of healing uh, with these transits I think people are going to uh, reach out for something to reconnect their spirit definitely um I think it's interesting how it's like if Rahu's going back to the first sign, it's like it makes me think of just going back to basics because you also have, you know, the first sign and the 12th sign getting activated as soon as Jupiter goes into Pisces. So you have the beginning sign and the end sign, right? So that that's interesting. Um, it's like this seems to be some kind of like progression taking place. Um, I'm under the impression too, uh, this is kind of, I'm, it's, you know, I, I come up with these speculative theories and I'm, I've only been alive for almost getting close to 30 years, but, uh, if I could be alive for a thousand, I'd, I'd have the answer to these questions, but, um, I, I'm aware of this. There's this, there's some kind of shift every time, every 20 years when Jupiter and Saturn come into conjunction and whatever sign, there's some kind of like rippling wave that happens. Um, it's sort of like a trend or a new, uh, it's like something that people can gather momentum through, whether it's like a belief system or like a career shift or, or just like a, a, 
a lifestyle change um, with those two together. Uh, like, so for example, like after 2020, I, I saw how some astrologers started to, to make their opinions and t teachings. You could tell they were being based in like a political stance, right? And then you see others that are completely different as well. And then you have like a few astrologers that are making the claim that they they predicted this, right? That like there is a virus coming and that's great, you know, like more power to you. It's a tall order, I think. Um, but next comes this. When you're looking at a chart and let's say you see a lot of third house or ninth house energy for someone and you're like, oh, yeah, I see exactly what's going to happen. You're going to you're going to get the shot. You're going to make sure you get tested and then you're going to travel. You know, well, that's not the advice I would give someone during after 2020. I'd actually say mm, I'm not going to actually uh, tell you to travel right now because there seems to be uh, tons of, of blockages for for traveling at one's own expense right now. Like I, I, I don't feel it's my responsibility to tell you to go get a, a shot especially when I don't know the side effects or especially when it's not FDA approved. Uh, or we don't know the ingredients or it's, it has not even been uh, through a clinical trial. It's a total experiment. Well, so, and that's how it gets really, it gets, it's starting to get more uh, sticky, I guess is the word. Yeah, murky. With, with murky with how I give a, a, an outlook to someone. I'm like, you can, that ninth house looks like you want to travel, but I'm thinking like in my head, I'm not going to tell him to like, if that person's getting tested or they haven't, you know, depends on where they're at. Right. Uh, but I, I'm seeing all these different astrologers who they're now kind of like taking this different approach. Cause they're like, well, wait a second, there is free will. And I'm not going to just fill you in with like the, the minutia of reading a chart. You know, I need to see where this person's at. I need to know, what their goals are. I need to know a little bit about their past, right? Because like you said, someone from America, definitely not going to know what, uh, you know, Hanuman is. Or so they're going to be like, is it like, uh, I don't know. It's a monkey. Yeah. It's like monkey? one of my friends said, I'm so confused by the Vedic deities. Are they men? Are they women? Do they change? And that's, that's a real perspective. And yeah, I mean, I have a lot of Jupiter energy and Saturn energy in my chart. That's my disclaimer. So my views are not going to be like some other people's views. I take very seriously every single thing that I put into my body. And I treat my body like a temple. And I'm not going to put things in there that I think are going to hurt it or harm it. Or um, let's say compromise its divine nature. Now, that, that's my choice, in my opinion, and everybody has that choice. Everybody has the ability to choose for themselves. Now, this is where um, the development of the soul comes in, in my perspective. When you see different people have different karmas, and as an astrologer, I think we all understand that. Basic astrology, especially Vedic astrology, we understand that different souls have different karmas maybe that soul's karma in this life was to experience um you know something horrifying maybe they took 
you know, this isn't the first time vaccines have caused health problems. This has happened for a long time. This has been suppressed for a long time. There were a lot of children that had developed uh, autism and other uh, serious illnesses like polio uh, related to vaccines. And this always happens when you um, want to make something one size fits all for a group of humans that are not all the same. You know, we understand in Ayurveda that we have the three doshas, vata, pitta, kapha. You know, vata people are not going to be able to handle so much of the sukshma, which is the minute qualities, because it's only going to increase the vata and send them into overdrive. Now, a kapha person, they will be able to handle more minute uh, treatments, uh, foods, uh, lifestyle, uh, you know, like exercise, things like that. So that's why I feel like, you know, Ayurveda is going to be huge in the future. Now, it's probably going to lose a lot of its Sanskrit because it's really hard to try and tell somebody like oh your prakriti is this and your vikriti is that and people are going to be like what i have to learn a whole new language to take care of myself but i think that's where we're all going to come into it we're going to come into this and we're going to say hey we're going to do the hard part we're going to go over all the stuff that's so hard to digest and we're going to make it easy for you to understand that this is what you have these are your qualities these are the positive things about you and these are the things that are going to be a little bit more uh, hard to change. Now, this is your karma, your dharma, you know, this is what you can do uh, to improve your life right now. Uh, like the travel situation, I think that's 100% valid. I don't want to advise somebody to travel uh, right now if I myself don't want to do that because I don't trust it. I think it's it's very um, it's a it's a very uh, unsafe time. Let's well, just say that. Think, about, think of this too. Like here's an, another example of, of like how. And this is Saturn energy right now, being in Capricorn, Mercury's there as well. So you know, government and politics seem to be uh, the headline anywhere you go. But it's like if I'm doing a reading for someone in California. My first, as as an astrologer, like my, and being a spiritual guidance type of person, my first advice would be get out of California, right? <laughs> um, or, you know, that's that's totally not necessary because it's it's not about the, the politics, but you know where things are headed due to a government's control and you want to tell them like, you should do this for your own good, you know, that's, but how, and how do you do that? You know, how, how do you give someone that sort of a, uh, perspective, but that's just, you can just tell the truth. And I think people really, uh, appreciate when you tell them the truth. Like I know, um, the way I deliver messages is going to be very different, uh, than other people. They might like, give them all this flowery language and I, I love all that flowery language but when I'm uh, doing a consultation for somebody that has a serious dilemma um, for their career or their own personal life and they want a real answer I'm going to give them a real answer I'm going to say you know what uh, and this is where you know other tools will help but 
uh, like cartography is amazing for people because you could see if you're living on your Pluto line, Bad. you might not be uh, having the best time. You might be losing money, uh, losing friends, getting sick all the time. You're going to be living in Pluto land. And I don't think you want to live in Pluto land. Uh, and if that makes a difference and you can move and you want a real answer, if it's versus a Pluto line or a Mars line, I would much rather live on a Mars line than a Pluto line. Yeah, it's going to be more Martian, but I think that's a little bit easier to deal with than Pluto. You know, uh, we don't technically use Pluto and Vedic astrology, but I do think that its placement is very important to the consciousness and the collective because, you know, as uh, I've heard before, when planets are discovered, they initiate a certain energy and th their frequencies start to affect us. Yeah. Because we become um, aware of them. Yeah, I, I definitely. Um, and I'm not opposed to using outer planets. We've done episodes where we talk about outer planets. Uh, I, I, I'm some kind of like hybrid of all teachings integrating everything into one. Like it, I, I, I can simply use the software I have to see what elements are active in the chart, you know? Um, and then, yeah, I might do a little yoga, uh, or, or like a search the yoga type approach and see what is the Dharma Lord and, or, and then like, you know, this stuff gets really, uh, interesting and it's i think too many people box themselves in like you know an occultist that says he doesn't like astrology or doesn't care about it it's like what like seriously like yeah that uh, kind of floored me because sometimes people that you really like don't understand one of the main elements of their practice and i've heard that actually I love Terrence, but I feel like he didn't understand astrology either. And that's probably honestly because there were no astrologers that were speaking candidly and making it relatable. It was still at that time in the 90s. Astrology was cheesy. Let's just say that. Like, I'm going to say that growing up, uh, astrology was just for, quote unquote, girls, um, you know, gay dudes like if you were a straight guy into astrology people would troll you and that's not cool because astrology is for everybody just like yoga is for everybody yoga is not for skinny people that can stand on one foot for hours no it's for everybody these things are for everybody and understanding the planets and the elements are really really key to understanding ourselves like if you're going to be doing rituals for Venus and you don't even believe in astrology, I don't understand how that can work. Right. Well, and then it's the same thing if like uh, a, a real orthodox Indian didn't want to use uh, Western magic per se to to know, you know, help someone achieve a goal or a desire. I look at the same way. I'm like, why limit yourself, man? Like, I think there's a there's ways to, to approach this where we we need to integrate the East and the West. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think that is there's things that the East figured out so well. And then I think there's things that the West figured out uh, and to really uh, put that into uh, 
a synthesis, I think West has a lot to do with like goals, desiring things and like saying it's okay to, to eat from the tree of knowledge. And then in the East, it's more like uh, it's this inward journey where like there's there's different planes of existence called lokas and uh, renunciation has a lot to do with understanding the spiritual essence of life, which is like a, a, a constant temporal reality where things are always changing and moving. And yet there's still some sort of, uh, uh, you know, like infinite presence that's there. You know, that side of, you know, when we say namaste, you're saying like, I recognize the infinite spirit in you, right? Or like I bow uh, to you or it's just like you're acknowledging the other person. But yeah, I think it's, if you think about what we were saying earlier about like the transits of these planets that take like 20 to 25 years, what was happening like about 20 years ago, people were trying to understand these things and still struggling to integrate Eastern and Western. And I think, you know, Terrence McKenna was really one of those people that was trying to do that, but his legacy uh, didn't quite get to do that. Right. So maybe that's where we're going to pick up. Well, we're in, right. We're going to make it happen where does for the, people. The real integration take place in the heart because you, know, you can pull out all the books, all the ancient texts and references, but if you can't bring that stuff back to your heart and then be able to portray the right message, you're either too far gone to your head or you just let it slip out from under your feet. But that's a whole different type of uh, discussion. Um, this is a this is a great thing to see, though, is, uh, is planets kind of in good dignity. Um, and it, it makes me wonder about the people who predicted that claim to predict that like they knew what the coronavirus is going to happen in 2020. And I'm like, uh, where are you at now? You know, like where, what predictions do you have now? And, and this is where you see the, the, the gray line between like who, who saw it in retrospect and, and then who's like just using it to boost their own ego or their own, uh, their own name to, to say that, yeah, I'm an astrologer and yeah, I predicted this. It's like you missed the whole point if you just think it's about predictions. You know, that's just me, though. Like people think it's all about predictions in astrology. Nope. And it's not about being a teacher either. But that's what we're here to do is help pave a new road and show you there's more to this than meets the eye. Um, now. That was a good rant. I, I totally support that. I, I mean, I don't like doing predictions. That's I think. And this is why it's about the soul, baby, because I can show you, yeah, your moon's torched, you know, or yeah, like I can totally see why your childhood, there was traumatic events, but have you integrated that? No. Okay. Then let's work on that first, right? Let, let's not think about the future and whether the progress of your chart shows that like da 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 you moved on and it got better because in the d9 your moon moved to a new placement no let's figure out what's happening in the real world right now you know do you do you even uh do you even work out bro no i'm just kidding like do you do you have a job do no you, really do you have aspirations through that job or are you just stuck there do you drink four to six times a week do you not drink at all you know we got to figure out you first, right? Now, um. yeah, I think uh, predictions, uh, it's just a slippery slope with that. And uh, I've 
done a few charts for people that have had uh, several uh, Vedic astrology readings. And I know this was talked about recently um, by Shanati in the uh, Dasha Summit where people are traumatized because they've been told certain things uh, by using traditional methods of Vedic astrology. And I don't blame those astrologers. I think people just were trying to do things by the book. And I think our generation of astrologers is trying to serve their clients more by using their intuition and hearing like, okay, they told me they had some readings by other people and they want to see. And it's almost like I feel like these people, they were trying to see if I was going to tell them the same thing, right? Or like testing me to see what like I was going to do if I was going to be like, well, you have this, this and that. Well, I'm not going to tell you, like you said, the bad things. I'm going to tell you that you're in a time period right now where, yes, this career is going to happen for you, but you have to put in the work. Yes, uh, you're going to lose the weight that you want to, but you have to go to the gym, especially if you're in your Mars Dasha, right? If you're in your Mars Dasha and you are not exercising or you're a Mars Antar Dasha and you're not exercising or doing anything to take care of your body or even like uh, let's say Mars is also the ruler of like blood right so if your blood uh, let's say you've had a, um, an operation or something some kind of illness let's hope that you're going to focus on healing from that illness and treating yourself during this Mars Dasha because this is how you can what I think please the planets right please the grahas by learning the lesson i think we go through dashas just like we go through life because we are burning off karmas that we owe to those grahas we are just here to pay off our karmas learn the lessons and hopefully uh you know have some kind of moksha after all of that Exactly. Uh, and, and disclaimer, karma is not just like bad things that happen. Uh, that's another thing out here in the, the West that's just been destroyed was just the concept of karma and how it's not that you, you know, you stepped in dog doo doo and that's karma. Uh, karma is literally like every action performed, you know, like it's my karma to talk on a podcast. It's also yeah, it's also my karma that something bad happened or, you know, uh, something weird happened in my childhood. These are that's also karma. Yes. But it's also the act of uh, relinquishing that karma, like you say, um, by by going through the, the rings of or the, going through the ringer, actually, with, with certain, you know, processes of our life. Um, you know, and I, I think certain astrologers where they failed to to where they took their eye off the ball was that it's not all astrology, bro. Like you have to have uh, some down to earth centered and time tested technique. And that's not just astrological technique. I'm talking like you've had to have experienced a lot of life, you know, because I'd rather have an astrologer who who's got a lot of background in many different aspects of life rather than just saying, yeah, I was in, I've been doing this for 30 years. That means you have only looked at maps of stars, you know, 
And yeah, you've looked at maps of stars of people, but what have you done with your own life? You know, are you a millionaire? Did, were you athletic? Like what kind of life did you live that gives you the expertise also to give advice? You know? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's also good advice for our listeners and people that are looking for astrologers or um, anything related to caring for yourself you know there's going to be a big movement of people seeking alternative medicine make sure that you do your due diligence and you know like one of my practices is when i um, am looking for something like let's say i'm looking for a supplement or an herb or um, i want to even like buy a house i'm gonna look up every single thing that i can about that and I'm also going to see, okay, is this person licensed? How long have they been licensed? Okay, maybe they haven't been licensed for that long. But what are their uh, what are their values? Are their values like mine? Are they a new business? Are they local? If somebody's local and they're new, but they have great information and you really vibe with it, why not support them? Like you don't have to only do business with people that have been in business for 40 years. I mean that doesn't really help people that are trying to establish themselves. What helps people is you having the same values, you having the same goals, them speaking your language as your uh, healer or your uh, doctor or, you know, your Ayurvedic practitioner or your Reiki teacher. They should fit your values and they should be able to understand you and you should be able to connect with them in a way that feels good for everybody price-wise and availability so i think there's a lot of exciting things to look forward to i think the worst really is over i think now the big thing for people is you're gonna have to snap out of it snap out of it like okay whatever happened happened and this is about everything it's not just about what we've gone through in the past two years it's about everything okay you had a bad week just let it go uh try something new that is what karma is karma is putting something into action that is going to be what we're going to do next as a collective we're going to manifest the things we want as you know rahu goes into kritika and yeah it's in taurus so we can manifest our you know maybe new sources of food uh, new sources of income maybe that new place that you've wanted with all the land yeah that's great and with Vishaka balancing it out your dissatisfaction is going to lead for, to transformation and it's going to put you in a better place you're going to be able to connect with people we all went through something that's what we all have in common now we're all going to get to work and we're going to try and figure out how to make society work for us in 2022. I know that sounds simple, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Well, can you imagine if like there was still like the Black Plague happened in like the 1300s, right? Can you imagine if someone people were still out here speculating that like out of fear that the Black Plague was still here getting people and they were like causing this whole like uh, crazy like thrill around like getting sick and dying or if people like all of a sudden start getting afraid of rats again like like are you gonna yeah there's a certain trauma that happens like 
people might choose not to fly as much. They're going to drive more. They're going to stay home more. You know, whatever. That's fine. You do you. Uh, just. And everything has to take, be taken into account. You know, that's part of, I think, I guess my point in all this. It's like um, if the government is being more controlling or authoritative, I'm going to become more conservative. If the government is very, like, hands off and seems to be really, like, in trying to empower the public, I'm going to be a little bit more, I guess you could say, uh, uh, freedom loving. I don't want to say liberal because that word even nowadays doesn't even really make sense anymore. You know, but, a lot of words had their meanings changed. So we'll just right, go with freedom. But, I like that. So. That's part of taking advice from people into account. You know, it's like knowing someone's political background is really important if you're going to take advice from them, you know. It's if like that's going, important to you, because some people well, don't yeah. care about politics and I don't care about your politics. If you're my friend, you can like what you want. Just don't put that on me because I'm not going to put it on you. It, it And like, a, you know, I've had conversations with a lot of people and they're starting to come to the consensus that like, hey, well, nobody really cared about that before. But that this is all, you know, because of what happened with the dependency on the Internet and technology. OK, so let's let's get rid of all the negative things that have to do with technology and rebuild our society. Let's figure it out. Uh, there's a group of people that are, uh, you know, in their 20s that are brilliant with technology hopefully they will be motivated to use all of the information that they gather negative and positive to make an impact for their own future and possibly even their communities i think there should be like a holiday where like people don't touch their phones for the whole day you know or something that brings awareness around like remembering life away from these crazy devices we have you know uh I, th I think that's a really progressive idea you know to to remind people of of you know coming back to face-to-face to -face communication to remembering to like uphold a posture when you're sitting in, at a table so you're not hunched over looking at a screen you know wearing blue light reflective glasses like we got to be equipped to fight the the, the biggest threat to us is, is like our, our time and energy towards something that's not even real, you know, it's not even uh, alive, you know, uh, we, we treat our devices like they are human, though, you know, if your phone's on 2%, oh, you better plug it in before it dies, you know, uh, we're, we're so careful to make sure we're protected when it comes to like our equipment, but how about we take that approach to our own bodies? know how about we take that approach to our own health um, yeah I, I agree with that uh, you know I think people will have to start to figure out again uh, what uh, they are going to allow and what they are not going to allow uh, and it depends where you're at in the world you know uh, there are some places like California that are still under a state of emergency which is completely insane in my opinion uh 
we are not in a place where there's a state of emergency and we have pretty much existed like we did before uh, for since November of 2020. And I'm still here and you're still here and many of our community is still here. I mean, how do you explain that? Uh, we don't have to get into that on this podcast, but just saying where you may be in the world is definitely impacting how you feel. So here's my my final sign off, my last words for this episode. Where you are is definitely going to impact how you feel. Just know that ultimately you are in control of how you feel. Nobody else. The phone is not, but these devices do impact how you feel. So by taking time away from these devices, getting some of that Rahu out of your head and getting back to more of this like, I guess it's lunar and solar integration, integrating the sun and the moon, the mind and the body, allowing yourself to just be present with yourself. Check in with yourself daily and see where you're at. And if you want to do something and your friends don't want to do something, that's cool. You're not going to lose your friends. They'll still be there for you. You know, maybe you'll inspire them to do something. Maybe your uh, rebellion will inspire other people to uh, join you. And, you know, that's the Aquarian energy, right? To go from the negative impacts of social media to the positive impacts to social connection in your community. Yeah, for sure. Self-empowerment. Um, I think that's that's where uh, the public should always be in a, a taking responsibility, um, reviewing their life and reflecting it back into the society you're in and saying, is this really self-empowering? Is this creating more autonomy? Uh, well, that question is for you to, to ponder on. So we thank you for uh, tuning into this episode. Uh, really would love to hear from you personally by emailing us. You can email us at shamanswithwifi at gmail.com. Uh, we're getting feedback, but I'd love to also hear back from the people I'm not getting feedback from. <laughs> so Yeah, we want to know who's listening. I mean, we don't get to see anything. We're kind of uh, hermits in that sense. We don't have social media uh, right now because we're trying to focus on the creative process but uh we thank you for listening and uh supporting uh artists and uh astrologers and healers uh and support your local healers support your local businesses that are starting up for anything from to herbs to health to like your local health food store do that just connect with your community and, and take it back to the streets.